What it is, what it doing, how the hell are all of you, George Truly, Petra, if I go back with another mother, love you, already know the deal, grab your smoke, grab your drink, lock on with your boy, because we'll be back with another one. In this episode, we're going to be going over, you know what, let's just get into it, you already done heard about it, you already probably done seen the video, but we just got to tap into it, you know what I mean? 26 reporter Ivory Hecker is live in Montgomery County to take a look at that aspect. Thanks, guys. That's right. Before we get to that story, I want to let you, the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you, the viewers. And from what I'm gathering, I am not the only reporter being too subjected to this. I am going to be releasing some recordings about what goes on behind the scenes at Fox because it applies to you, the viewers. I found a nonprofit journalism group called Project Veritas. It's going to help put that out tomorrow, so tune into them. But as for this heat wave, Across Texas, you can see what it's doing to AC units. That's crazy. You know, Project Veritas really be getting the scoop. That's got to take some guts, though, man, to go on your employers. You know, when you lie like that, bro, telling them news. Imagine how many people was watching that was like, what? Yo, did she? Did you just hear what she said? Run that back, right, Rip? You know, I bet I can only imagine how many people actually was like, "We got to run that back." What did she say? And I'm sure Project Veritas is stupid happy. I mean, let's be honest. James O'Keefe love exposing people, bro. I would hate to be on the wrong end of that man's lightning rod. I mean, he's he exposes all sides. So, like, if you into that corruption type shit, he he going and they somebody want to talk about it? That's Project Veritas really seems the out to, really seems about be the outlet to go to. But this article is from the Daily Caller. It says local Fox reporter says live on air she will release recordings of company muzzling her to to Project Veritas. A Fox 26 reporter in Houston revealed live on air Monday that she will be releasing recordings of the company muzzling her. Now Definitely something that should raise a red flag. Because the news shouldn't really be muzzling the people that are supposed to devy out the news. You know what I mean? There's no reason that they should have to. But when she says, before we get to the story, I want to let you, view, you the viewers, know that Fox Corp has been muzzling me to keep certain information from you. The viewers, and that's what I'm gathering. I'm not the only reporter being subjected to this. Now, she's right. It does apply to the viewers wholeheartedly. The viewers probably were shocked. There's really no other way to. I know if I was watching Fox Nine News, and that's what you know, that's what it said. But the thing is, that's Fox. That's Fox Corp, right? Fox Nine got a follow on Fox Twenty. You know, Fox Twenty Six. So what if there's more? Like she said, she can't be the only one, right? What if it's not just Houston? Definitely what raises a question, huh? Now, I don't know if every state has a Fox News. I'm sure at this point they do. I can't imagine that, you know, if the corporation only has 10, I can't, I gotta, I gotta imagine they have, you know, all 50. But that's crazy that Somebody came out and was like, I'm being muzzled. And they did it the way they did it. I mean, 
Even Daily Caller says, just this year, Project Veritas won an early round in a defamation lawsuit against the New York Times, showed a CNN tech director discussing network's propaganda and showed Facebook executives warning employees that they will be found and terminated if they leak information. See, Project Veritas been at the helm for a minute now when it comes to just exposing mother lovers. Let's be honest. And James O'Keefe keeps it a buck, bro. He makes it clear, like, you come after us, and uh, we've never lost in court. So we'll see you in court. We'll see how it plays out for you in court. You know, I don't really I don't really think he, and I know I know there's a lot of lefties out there that say, oh, he's a felon, and nah, 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 man. Whoever said that shit had to run that back. He got on their ass. So, no, nah, that's not how it is. You really need to look into that shit if that's something that you believe. James O'Keefe is a is a mouthpiece that nobody that's doing dirt should be happy to ever see come up if their name pops up next to his. It, imagine how many people, just think about that for a second, right? Imag, imagine how many people from companies all over are going to him in Project Veritas to expose corruption uh, propaganda you know it, uh, crazy it's amazing it, it's crazy and it's amazing at the same time because it's, it could be a lot of people it could be very few people you know but I, I i think it's a lot of people i think there's a lot of people especially like if it comes to reporters and you know people working in a certain um reporting the entertainment industry things right now that are would per se in my opinion the company the corporations the companies that have put themselves out there like when we talk about sports we talk about entertainment we talk about actors and shit that all gotta speak their piece every you I mean if you say like look at ellen bro minute the minute the snowball started to roll for her it went came crashing down you know what i mean so it definitely, you know, and that not that that's Project Veritas that did that, but how many people are telling those kinds of stories now to Project Veritas, knowing Project Veritas goes after all sides. Nobody that James O'Keefe has went after has been saintly, to say the least. Now, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about what happened with the Fox 26? You think Fox Corp is just muzzling? You think they just done some dirt? You know what I mean? Think they playing a dirty set of games? If you if you ask what you think, you already know what it is. Let me know. Uh, if not, why don't you? You know what I mean? I guess that's the biggest question. If you think it's just a, somebody just talking out their ass, Why? What would she gain from talking out of her ass? Just to say, what would she gain from saying that? Chances are she could be reprimanded, fired, whatever from that. You know what I mean? See what the see what the fallout is. Anyways, y'all already know what it is. We're just going to lay down a bunch of off-the-cuff episodes just covering a whole lot of random things right now. So, uh, stay tuned for the next one. Give me a second. Yeah, we back. 
So, hope everybody's staying blazed. Hope everybody's staying blessed. Hope everybody's staying safe because you already know what it is. It's crazy in 2021. Shit just be a popping. You know what I mean? Now, let's see what articles are popping. Oh, here we go. CNN's this is Fox News. CNN Brian Stelter draws smallest audience of 2021 as reliable sources gets crushed by media buzz. As CNN's reliable sources with Brian Stelter has failed to attract 1 million viewers for 11 straight, straight weeks and averaged only 752,000 on Sunday for its smallest audience of 2021, Stelter, who claims to cover the media industry but often ignores stories that would tarnish the reputation of fellow liberals, lost 5% of his viewers compared to the previous week. The struggling show has now finished with less than 800,000 viewers on three different occasions in 2021. Wow. Now, I've talked about the ratings war before when it comes to CNN, MSNBC, and then when it gets down to Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson... Joy Reid, Brian Stelter, Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon. You know, and a few weeks ago, there was an article about Rachel Maddow doing better than Laura Ingram, or doing better than uh, Hannity. But Laura Ingram brought in more of, like, per se, the particular demographic that you want to bring in. But she, I think her show was also doing a little bit better, if I remember correctly. Or I think it might have just been in the demographic war. But either way, it still showed, like, because she, she was trying to say, because they were trying to say that her show, Rachel Maddow's show, was beating Sean Hannity's show, which I just was not buying. And then when you actually got down to the statistics and the numbers of it, it really did not look good for Rachel Maddow. Let, let's just be honest. Fox News is holding pretty much the reins when it comes to news in most of the categories there's just there's really no there's really no lie about that now fox news media buzz which is stelter's direct time slot comp, uh, competition averages 1.1 million viewers to beat the struggling cnn show by a whopping 41 percent fox news aired 12 different programs on sunday alone that attracted larger audiences than reliable sources see that's one of the reasons when I when they t- when we talk about rating wars and you know viewers and this that the other now I'm, I'm not saying Stelter's obviously getting way more viewers than me, but I'm not on his level, and I don't think my show would ever be on that kind of level because I swear, you know, it, I, I'm definitely not uh, F uh, what is it FCA? I think it's the FCA. I don't think they're gonna ever gonna let your boy on. You know what I mean? But that's cool. One of the things that I found, to me, this is one of the things that I find crazy because it's, I mean, so, okay, okay, so, they, like, Rachel Maddow, I know she's not a part of CNN, I know that, but that was the, that was what, I think it was Mediate, I'm pretty sure it was Mediate, Mediate was saying that she was beating Hannity, right, and I remember Brian Stelter was getting brought up in the argument, too, or the conversation whatever you want to call it but if his show if cnn really is not beating fox in almost any category when it comes to news that really says something it makes me wonder where are the majority of those viewers that left cnn and so forth where are they going
what are they what are they doing what are they where are they getting their news how are they consuming news because you don't just go from CNN to not consuming news so does that mean Fox got more viewers or does that mean there's more liberals not trusting CNN rather watching Hannity Ingram and Tucker huh not only that, I mean, they got the five, they got outnumbered, they got a media buzz, they got the business network. Fox News definitely has a, a hold on the news, in my opinion. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I definitely don't always think it's a good thing. You definitely have to take... Fox News with a grain of salt. You got to take CNN with a grain of salt. You got to take it all with a grain of salt. I think Fox News is a tad bit more trustworthy in my opinion. I'm not saying that they're the most trustworthy, but I might take what Tucker Carlson says over Rachel Maddow or Don Lemon. I'll probably take what Hannity says over Julia Reed or uh, Brian Stelter. I'll probably take what Ingram says over Cuomo or uh, Brian Williams or Rachel Maddow. You know, and it's it, it's easy it's easy to listen to them and listen to them spew their nonsense, but it gets old because it's not ever changing. If if you notice that, it's always got to be uh, Republicans are damaging this somehow, some way. We don't talk about Democrats unless we have to, and CNN, I guess, decides they were gonna. Uh, Hire uh, Tubin back? Yeah, so Stelter had previously reported that CNN hosts and anchors expressed a desire to have Tubin back, but he didn't name names. Viewers who tuned in to see if Stelter would elaborate on air were left disappointed when he never uttered Tuber's name during the program. Reliable sources has been, have, has been hitting embarrassingly new lows in various ratings, immeasurably on a regular basis in recent weeks. As the program struggles to find relevancy during the Biden era, Stelter spent much of the previous years criticizing former President Trump at every turn and hasn't found a formula to attract an audience since Biden was sworn in. See, that's one of the, that's one of the biggest issues right there. Is he's not, he doesn't sell Trump hate enough. He does, and when I say he doesn't sell it enough, no one buys what he's selling. You know what I mean? And the people that buy what he's selling, I don't really think they buy what he's selling. I think they watch him. I know a lot of people watch him to criticize him. I know a lot of people watch him to get sound bites, this, that, the other. So it's definitely something. And the people that I would think that would watch him probably, how to say it? I mean, I know there's a lot of airports and they run CNN all the time. There's a lot of other there's a lot of other restaurants that have TVs that run the news and that would be CNN and shit. So I mean, some of the viewership isn't in my eyes a unique viewership. Now I know people would say, "No, bro, that that's only that's only a, a little fraction," but that fraction makes a difference. You know what I mean? Especially when you're talking about you can't you know you're not breaking a million every day of the week, and you would think as an as a news anchor that you would be breaking a million every day of the week if not four days of the week or three days of the week not one day or two days but you you would think you are smashing the ratings at least some point you would think at some point with what you're saying especially if he knew he was going to leave his viewers hanging there's i mean can you be shocked by that that seems like something that, that that's what they would do because they think it's they think it's a good plan when it's really it's not now 
Reliable sources has now failed to attract even 200,000 viewers among crucial de demographic of adults 25 to 54 for straight te for 10 straight weeks. Sunday's episode was seen by only 129 viewers among the key demo, which was a third which was the show's third worst performance of the year. In the category most important to advertisers, Media Buzz averaged 185,000 in that demo viewer to beat reliable sources by 43%. Now see that's the thing is that that's what I'm saying. You're not beating, and that's that's a that's a that's a good amount of thousands. That's a couple. That, that's a good amount of thousands of people. You know, what I mean, that's not just like oh they beat me by two thousand. No, they beat you by a good four uh, sixty thousand fucking people almost. That's a lot of people. And that what that tells me is that's a time slot. People are busy. And so the people that tune in are probably regular listeners or. They have that shit running, or that's when they get home and they're starting to do stuff around the house. That's what I think. Now, the dismal turnoff for Sunday's episode with CNN's media show was even worse as the small audience of 790,000 viewers who tuned in for Stelter's clummy, chummy interview with the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, that was widely panned earlier this month. See, that's the thing is, people don't want to hear about Jen Psaki. They don't want, I'll be honest, I don't think anybody wants to hear her talk about how Biden is great, this, that, the other. I don't think they want to hear her say they're, she's going to circle back. Let's be honest. I've said it before. She does not hold us candle to Kaylee McEnany. It just does not happen, son. It's just not, it just, it's not happening. She can try, but let's be honest here. It's not happening. And, I mean... Stelter is the biggest minister of misinformation I've ever heard, and I'm a, I'm a news junkie. A caller identified as Kevin from Indiana told the liberal CNN host. A separate caller identifies Gordon in Kansas asked Stelter, who recently referred to himself as a confident machine, to admit that he and his network are a bunch of liars about Donald Trump. And this is when he was on C-SPAN, and they lit his ass up when callers called in to mock his ass. And see, he... I guarantee this man went in the back mad as fuck. This man was probably wiling, swinging at the air, cursing Donald Trump. Because that's what he does. Donald Trump, Orange Man, Dan, Orange man Band, Trump. You know, all kinds of random shit that he could talk about for the last four years. Everything that Trump did, he could criticize. He no longer can do that because if he goes after Biden administration, Biden administration, he's going to have to answer to his CEO and other people in his corporation that are like, hold up. What the fuck is you doing? We don't do that around here. We just spread misinformation. So you, you can't talk about the border crisis. And if you do, you better talk about it lightly and paint that shit in a solid light. You can't talk about the economy because it's shit. And Biden knows that. I guess you could probably try to talk about vaccines, but I personally believe it's stalled out. It's the first, I've heard it now for like two weeks in a row, that 52% of American adults have got the vaccine. So has it not went up at all? So, I mean, there's a few things they could talk about, but they choose not to, and they definitely choose not to cover the Hunter Biden story where he decided that he was going to drop the N-word. Talk about it or not, but better not be charging me. Hennessy rates. As if he's really about that, about that. What? I mean, come on. I mean, I know he a crackhead. 
He probably could have gotten into a fight once or twice. I mean, he looked like he got his teeth knocked the fuck out before they went and had him fixed. Now, some of the things that we see and we deal with when it comes to the media, it's funny because we're going to get into that article about the, this is from another Fox News article about how that, that, uh, St- uh, that, uh, that, uh, uh, sorry, my motherfucker, sorry. Whew. Brian Stelter in Jen Psaki's interview and how that was, I literally, I think I talked about that a little bit in another episode or I made a post about it or something, but it was funny how he lobbed her nothing but softball questions. And when you're doing an interview, I understand that, you know, you're going to, it's probably going to be pretty chummy because it's an interview. You're not trying to be a dick, you know, but that's not when you're interviewing somebody that deals with the national security and deals with the Biden administration, at least in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right, but I think that some of the softball questions that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Jen Psaki, and other people in his administration receive are pretty outrageous in comparison to the previous administration and how Kaylee McEnany was treated. And to see Jen Psaki basically and Brian Stelter just have like, they oh, we used to be buddies, man, when you want to go have a beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, y'all trying to be homeboys or what? Ain't this, isn't this supposed to be professional and shit? Why don't you ask us some hardball hard questions about the crises and shit going on right now? Or do those questions only get lobbed by senior reporters like Lester Holt and Peter Ducey because they got the gumption to actually say some shit? Now, Fox News says, this is CNN. Brian Stelter's widely panned interview with Jen Psaki draws tiny audience. CNN, CNN's reliable sources with Brian Stelter averaged only 791,000 viewers on Sunday despite a chummy interview with his White House press secretary, Jen Psaki. Now, when they say chummy, well, let, let's, let's get it right. Greenwald had to rip CNN Stelter for fawning over Saki. This is how, how, how state TV functions. Now, Brian Stelter's widely panned interview with the White House press secretary Jen Psaki on Sunday could be used in journalism schools to demonstrate how state TV functions according to Glenn Greenwald. I'm not using hyperbole when I say the interview that, that Brian Stelter did with Jen Psaki yesterday should be studied in journalism school. It's one of the most psychophantic synco, uh, synco, interviews. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Psychophantic interviews of the state you'll, uh, state, official you'll, state official you'll ever see. This is how state TV functions. Greenwald wrote in an accompanying video with the CNN host seeking advice from the uh, Biden flock. From the Biden flock. Device. It should say flock. It says flack. Come on, guys. F-L-O-C-K. Not F-L-A-C-K. You know what I mean? Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100 every day of the week. Now, let's run this. Let's see what they got to say. Let's run, the, let's let, let's run this little video right real. Give me one second, my people. One second.
Thank you for hanging in there with your boy. My pleasure. Busy summer ahead, infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? Well, look, I think some of our muscles have atrophied a little bit over the last few years. And there isn't a, a lot of memory or recent memory or long, longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation forward or how messy. Hold up. Run it on back. What might lie ahead? This man is kissing ass like he got nothing better to do. Jen, thanks for coming on. Apple sources. My sure. At the end of the day, uh, uh, our focus initially that isn't a, a lot of memory, or recent memory, or long longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation. Hold up! What did she just say? Recent memory, longer memory? She jumbled that shit like she was trying to juggle some balls. A lot of memory, or recent memory, or long longer memory on how long it takes to get legislation forward, or how messy mm. uh, the process of negotiating and the process of getting legislation across the finish line can be. So we know, we understand everybody's always looking for a deadline, a timeline, things like that. But at the end of the day, uh, our focus is on getting these bills across the finish line, doing it in a bipartisan way if we can. And we certainly recognize that that can be messy along the process. So I don't know if that's the press getting it wrong. Uh, I'll leave you to the critique of that, Brian. But uh, I think sometimes we forget uh, how strange the last four years were. And when we return to a place where democracy is working, where we're talking with Democrats and Republicans, where we're trying to get bills and legislation passed, it feels foreign. But this is actually how it's supposed to work. That's, def that's definitely some state TV. We're going we're gonna to keep it 100 all day with that. That's definitely some state TV. Now. I say it like that because that's what it is. There's there's no there's no there's no lie there at all. Let, let's be honest. Uh, Brian Stelter asked a softball question. That's a question that Putin would answer. That's a question that Xi Jinping would answer. You know what I mean? Kim Jong Un would answer that shit just like that too. Legis legislation takes a while, guys, and uh, we're gonna try to do it the right way. And uh, sometimes that doesn't work. And um, when it doesn't work, we're still going to pass it how we see fit, even if it's, you know, not bipartisanly liked. But, you know, it, if we if we got to get this bill through, we got to get this bill through. That's what the fuck she meant. Let's keep it 100. And not only that, the jumbling and bumbling over your words and shit, like, come on now. Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Don't act like this boy didn't feed you them questions long before you came up on the screen. She's definitely just a mouthpiece. In a mouthpiece, she ain't got, I'm sorry, she don't seem like she got a brain. She don't seem like she got an actual thought about her, bro. I'm going to keep it 100. Especially when you, when you, when you listen to uh, Kaylee McEnany or uh, um, Dana Perino, just to name two ex-press secretaries, or Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Come on now, bro. Savage with it. They was good at it. But no, 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 not not Saki. No, not Saki. Mm -mm. Now, Green, Gren Greenwald said, liberal ma uh, made TV personalities really love Jen Saki. Uh, he goes, have I been a bad boy, Jen? I want to be a good boy. Let's be honest, because that's what he sounded like, man. Beat me, Jen. Tell me how to be better, because that's what he said, bro. That's how he acted. You know what I mean? Now, uh, he's, when he says, I'm not using hyperbole, 
when I say the interview with that Brian Seltzer did with Jen Psaki yesterday should be studied in journalism school. Homeboy not lying. Now, Greg Greenwald mocked various clips of the interview, writing him, have I been a bad boy, I want to be a good boy, in response to Stelter asking the press secretary what the media gets wrong when covering the Biden administration. Because, let's be honest, the media, the media, if they did their job the correct way, it wouldn't matter about being right or wrong. And that's one of the reasons that when I opened with Project Veritas, excuse me, when I opened with Project Veritas, they do go against both sides. They just they expose Republicans, they expose Democrats, they expose corrupt CEOs, they expose people that are only trying to push propaganda, they expose extremists, they expose socialists that only want bad shit to pop off. Let's be honest. That is real fucking journalism. That's bringing us some news that damn, we should actually know that, but they didn't want they wouldn't tell us that though. And you cannot say that Brian Stelter is going to bring you the news, the best news that one could ask for. Now, Stelter asks Saki, who a colleague of Stelter as a CNN commentator, hold up, commentator during the Trump era, if she feared Republicans will, be, will ruin the country before their children grow up, which Greenwald felt was so over the top that the CNN host could, CNN host could have made his guest uncomfortable. Somehow Brian Stelter managed to take his humiliating, tell me why I'm bad, Jen, start to his interview and get even more uh, simple, fa uh, psychophantic from there. Even Saki had, had to be thinking, oh my God, the insanity of this uh, <laughs> adoration is uncomfortable, Greenwald wrote. Gotta love when they roll up with them big old trucks, folk. Now, I don't give a fuck, let them run it. Now, other questions include... Five months in, do you feel that you've made any progress with defeating the lies? The hardest hitting question Stelter asked Saki with why, why President Biden hasn't held more of a solo press conference with Saki did not directly answer, saying he takes questions several times a week. Yeah. He also says that he can't answer every question because he could get in trouble. Now, who could he get in trouble by? Who is talking? Who is telling Joe Biden what he can and can't say? You know what I mean? Who's telling him? Who's telling him and his, who's who's the puppet master? That's another question. Who do y'all think is the puppet master? Is it Joe Biden? Is it Hunter Biden? Is it Kamala Harris? Is it AOC? Is it Ilhan fucking Mar? Oh my! Is it all of them? Is it Nadler? Is it Obama? Who is it? That's the question. <laughs> now. Far left media watchdog Oliver Willis responded, both sides are mad at me, so I must be doing something right. It's classic Dodge. Notably absent from Saki's CNN appearance were questions about Biden's ongoing border crisis, as well as the White House continued trust in chief medical advisor Fauci in light of his email controversy. Cornell lost uh, a school professor, William A. Jacobson, felt Stelter was trying to curry favor with Jen Psaki by bashing the previous administration. That's what, he, that's what he's good at. No, 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 like, it, it's not currying anything he that's what he's good at that is that is literally what he is good at that is what cnn is good at that is what they do for a living that is how they run their operation they bashed trump for four years they literally did it without hesitation every day of the week with no signs of stopping they didn't care if it was a lie they didn't care if it was made up they didn't care if it was propaganda and they proved that time and time and time again now there's really no reason to be shocked by that or 
anything really. There's really no reason to be shocked at all. But let's be honest. Into curry favor? Maybe. I don't know what favor he could be really be currying, let's be honest. It's, he's not, if that, if that interview didn't break 800,000 views, him currying favor and kissing ass was more or less just seemingly for people to make fun of him. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. If, if I'm not wrong, tell me. If I'm wrong, tell me, because you would think more people would be, you know, on top of these, it, it, you know, let's not say, it. if this interview was panned over the previous month, if he was talked about him all the time, on this day, at this time, I'm going to have an interview with Jen Saki. What the fuck ever. He said it how many times? That means his viewers, even of 700,000 people, seen it, right? So they knew. Well, some tuned in, but it doesn't seem like the masses tuned in. And like I said before, there's a whole lot of people. Maybe not a big fraction. Maybe not. It's not. I don't think it's 100,000 people tuning in to make fun of him and make clips this, that, the other. But it could be for them to be a few hundred. Especially like when he's doing a C-SPAN interview or whatever, and people are going to be mocking his ass, calling and making him look a fool. That's definitely something that I would laugh at. And I did, maniacally, because it was funny. And I felt that he had it coming. To talk as much shit as you talk, and then have someone dish it right back to you, and you not be able to handle it, and whine, cry, you know, look pissy, this, that, the other. You know, it's a win in a book. I mean, it's a salty, it's a petty win, but it's a win. Now, um, this is from the Daily Caller. It just the House GOP reps file a lawsuit claiming Pelosi targeted Republicans with security protocols. Now, see, I re I talked about this when she decided that she was going to implement all these new security protocols, doing this, that, the other. I I had previously spoke on it because I knew she was going to do it. Give me one second. I got to jump up into my spot. A lot of people actually talked about how the security protocols were a tad bit extreme, to say the least. Now, Republican Tech, uh, te uh, Republicans Texas, uh, hold up, <laughs> Republicans Texas Rep. Louis Gomer and uh, Georgia Rep. Andrew Clyde filed a lawsuit asserting that the new security protocols put in place by Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi are not being uniformly applied to Republicans and Democrats alike. I believe after she instituted the rules, she skirted one of the protocols, if I remember correctly. I could definitely look up the article. But I re if I remember correctly, she did something that definitely went against her protocol. Now, upon information and belief, Speaker Pelosi has instituted an unconstitutional policy by enforcing their screening rule against only members of the only members of the Republican minority in the House of Representatives and exempting members of Democrat majority from its enforcement, resulting in only Republican members being fined and having their congressional salaries reduced, all for the purpose of creating a false narrative for the public benefit of the House of Democrats, uh, the House of the House Democratic Majority, the complaint read. We're going to read that. We're actually going to read the complaint. Let's, let's pop that on open. 
Here we go. Okay, this is... Okay, do 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 on February 2, uh, 2021, the House Rep Representative passed House Resolution 73 directing the House Sergeant at Arms to impose $5,000 fine against any member for failure to complete security screening for entrance to the House Chamber and a $10,000 fine for any subsequent violation. Damn. If a member does not pay the fine within 90 days, the House Chief's uh, Administration Officer is required to deduct the fine from the member's salary. Ain't that some shit? Upon notice of the alleged violation of the screening rule, the member has the right to appeal the charge of the House Committees on Ethics. The members of nine, the member has 90 days from the violation to determine with the fi uh, finality either because he does not con uh, he does not contest it or because he does not. What about he, what about she? Huh. Ain't that some shit with finality because either he does not con, uh, contest it or by the committee's dis, uh, determination that he has violated, he has violated the rule to pay the fine. That now this really seems like a, upon information, belief, uh, Pelosi, the leader of the house. Violated the screening rule by walking past the uh, 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 is basically, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, one time you got to remember something, man. Metal detector. On both the north and the east entrance and entering the house chamber via a door in the speaker's lobby without subjecting herself to a scratch, a, a surge of via of the... Of the uh, god damn it. Anyways, of the Magna, uh, Magna, uh, anyways, the security personnel under the authority of the sergeant at arms made no effort to force her to screen, to be screened or restrain uh, her from entering the chamber. The sergeant at arms did not issue her a citation. Her violations were not referred to the House Ethics Committees, and she was not fined. So it's definitely seeming like uh. It's definitely seeming like a a dirty game that she gets to play, but no one else does. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like it's fair, especially if only Republicans are being fined five thousand to ten thousand dollars. That's definitely some really some real suspect shit. That's insane, bro. Clyde also claimed that the Pelosi alleged violated protocol by avoiding metal detectors. Lawsuit identifies House Sergeant at Arms William Walker and House Chief Administration Officer Catherine Zapindor as uh, defendants because of their duties in enforcing Pelosi Pelosi's rules. And the complaint said, "Loud ass truck for real, for real." He can do his thing though. He ain't bugging nobody. Got an ugly ass dog though, for real, for real. What do you guys thinking about that? <clears throat> Pelosi ducking and dodging and the metal detectors on the north and east wings. Ooh. Ooh. Oh shit just fell. See? That's the kind of shit that you might not catch 
in other people's podcast. Ain't that some wild dog shit for real? Now, that's the thing is, what do you guys think? Like, you think that shit's fair as a Republican? If you're a Republican, do you think that that's fair that your constituents, especially in Texas, if I got listeners in Texas, if I if I got listeners in uh, where's where was uh home Clyde from? Let's double let's check that one more time. It should be right here. Do do do. Where's he from? Clyde from Georgia. If you're from Georgia and you're from Texas, what do you guys think of that shit? What do you guys think about your taxpayer money that goes to your elected officials to go do their job in the chamber, the house chamber, wherever on the grounds? And they got to go through these metal detectors, right? And if they decide, man, fuck that, I'm going around, I don't fucking play that game. Pelosi can lick my butt, whatever. If that's her, right, if that's the game, what do you guys think? You know what I mean? Especially because you guys, if, if you're from Texas and Georgia and you're from these per, these people's uh, districts, this, that, the other, if you're from there and you put, you, obviously, your taxpayer money going to them, how do you feel about them getting fined $5,000, $10,000? Where does that money go then? Is it going back to the taxpayers or no? Or is that going to a Democratic coffer? See, that's the kind of question that a lot of people got to ask. Because that's a serious question. That's a serious... That, that's fucked up. On a lot of levels, if that's the game Pelosi's going to play. Now, this is from the Chicago Tribune. Because, you know, Lightfoot decided that she was going to not take interviews from any white people. Then she got sued, and she tried to say that the lawsuit was fucked up, this, that, the other. She's been in the news a few other times because of her decision to tie the hands of the Chicago police even more than she already has. It's definitely a crazy, crazy thing. Now, Chicago Tribune, the, the Chicago Tribune says, The spin, Lightfoot calls for federal action following Inglewood mass shooting. Will Illinois be the first Midwest state to ban coal-burning plants? New interim CPS chief named. Now, the Chicago re- uh, reeled from yet another mass shooting this one Tuesday morning in Inglewood neighborhood. Mayor Lori Lightfoot called the feder- federal government to step up and help the cities across America tackle gun violence. After extending her con- uh, condolences to the families of the four people killed and uh, the four others that were wounded, Lightfoot said what Chicago needs is a partnership with Washington to stem the flow of illegal guns into the city. Although she didn't elaborate, and while it is not yet clear whether illegal guns were involved in Tuesday's mass shooting, she revived her demand for stricter gun control nationwide and said that the type of heightened violence that has plagued the city recently is not unique to Chicago. That is a national problem and it needs to be a national solution, Lightfoot said during, a, un, in, during an unrelated news conference. Now, we're going to argue that one real quick. And when I say that, let's, let's keep it a book. She's going to say that it's, na- it's a national problem, so it should be a national solution. No, Lightfoot, it's not. There's a lot of cities out there that are not being shot up like Chicago. Minneapolis is definitely taking a running for the cake. So is Portland. So are a couple others. But to tell the feds that they need to do the job, they need to fix it, they need to make it better, as you sit and tie the hands of the police, that's, the, that's some pure hypocrisy there, there. That's bullshit. It's nonsense. And it's disgusting. You don't care about the fucking people of Chicago. You just want the money. 
You don't want you don't want the Chicago police to actually do their job. You want the feds to do the job. Stem the flow of illegal guns. Have they not tried? Are you are you that deluded in your fucking thinking to think that your bullshit when it comes to what you have done when it comes to the police in your city when you have demoralized them and demonized them to the point that they can get shot because they're following a person with a fucking gun. Yeah, see, Lightfoot and the game she's played have created massive problems in those neighborhoods. When criminals realize I can do this, 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 and 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 this, because God forbid the list of things that they can get away with now just keeps fucking growing. I think it's the most batshit crazy idea that a cop cannot start a foot fucking pursuit unless it's a set felony. That's batshit crazy. That's some of the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my fucking life. It is batshit crazy that these four officers had to walk at a snail's pace as this dude had a fucking gun. And the second he was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to light him on up. He decided he was going to and then only then, and only then, could they take action. That's fucked up. And light, light, more Lori Lightfoot, that's at her fucking feet. The sh- issues in Minneapolis are in fucking Mayor Frey's feet, on Governor Wall's feet. Over in Portland, that's on fucking her, uh, that's on, that's on uh, Go- uh, Mayor Wheeler and fucking Governor Brown. That's on them. The problems in, problems in your city are directly related to the, pro- the amount of the police are bad and we believe you shit. You decided to stick up everyone's ass. Because that's what it was. Let's be honest. The defund the police movement, that was shoved up everyone's ass whether they didn't like it or not. Everybody's police department was starting to defund because the city council was like, yo, we got to be woke enough. We, we got to do it. And let's not forget that Minneapolis and their clown council had to give millions of dollars back to the Minneapolis police department because of the damage caused by the defund the police movement. But they don't want to talk about that, though, God forbid. Now, the national problem, and it needs to be a national solution, but when asked about Chicago can safely reopen from the coronavirus pandemic with crime still present, the mayor balked and said that the reality is our city is safe, and I stand by that. The reality is our city is safe. What? the fuck kind of nonsense is that let's take a poll how many people across the united states and let's across the world right now if you listen to this episode please 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 if you're going to answer any one of these questions in this episode please dear god answer this do you think chicago is safe Lori lightfoot really says oh my gosh and she stands by that Illinois could become the first Midwest city. I'm not going to get into any of that because I... Phase, getting Governor J.B. Pritzker, again, that the blood of all the people that have died in Chicago, that the blood's on this man's hands through and through. No, no doubt about that. I, I got no love for them, period. Period. They're, they're a disgrace to when it comes to politics. They're a disgrace to big cities. And... The radical agenda that they push is only hurting people. It's not helping people. It's just not. And it's amazing how far 
how far the defund the police movement has went and how much damage it has truly caused. We literally got to pray for our big cities every night because the criminals are having as much fun as they can. That's really all I got for this one. So that being said, stay blazed, stay blessed, stay safe. And holla at you, boy. You already know what it is. Hashtag Hotbox Talk across pretty much any platform, Parlor, Gab, Minds, MeWe, Facebook, all of them. Holla at you, boy. Peace.